Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special holiday Black Friday edition of We Like Having Fun and Office Hours Live with Tim Heidecker Recap Podcast. Um, today, it's just going to be uh, WLHF 2.0 with me and my bro Joe, like the old days, uh, just the two of us, two cheese on holiday break, visiting the fam. But we felt there was a lot of stuff this week that was worth kind of chatting about. Uh, so it's just me and Joe here. Joe, how you doing? Did you have a nice Thanksgiving? I did. I had a good Thanksgiving. It was delicious food. My wife made turkey and lots of delicious sides. She made these special stuffing-flavored meatballs. They were mm. delish. And uh, sweet potato pie for, mm. for dessert. Yeah, overall, very good Thanksgiving. Just the two of us, though. It was fun. All right, it, very nice. Had a good go of it. How was your Thanksgiving? It was just fine. We had to have Thanksgiving on Wednesday because I had to travel for work on Thursday, and it was just a few of us, and it was just a small, nice little gathering. Nothing, uh, nothing too crazy, but it was it was kind of nice um, to just have it be low key and um, you know ate a lot of really good food, had some nice pie. Uh, you know, food was all very good. I. I kind of messed up the green bean casserole for some reason these green beans would not cook through so you want that green bean casserole to kind of be sort of a mushy thing and it was kind of a little hard the green beans were a little hard and i was kind of bummed about that and i think it might have been the actual green beans because i even like you know later on stuck a few in the microwave to try to zap them and get it mushy using like a you weren't doing a slow cook, were you? Or uh, it's just a, a bake. Pop. You know, it was just like a simple. You know, you pressure cook cooker them in... no. thing might have been the way to go. Maybe to cook them through. I don't know. They're supposed to cook through real easy. I mean, usually green beans don't take much, and they turn to mush. So I don't know. These are some special beans, some magic beans. Um, but let's just get to it. Here we had the kind of surprise. Um, I was very surprised to see that they were going to be doing an eight-hour episode uh, this week, of all weeks, on Tuesday, without Tim. Um, Just strange. Uh, You got the holiday week, so you think... I mean, maybe the thought there is that people are, like, kind of chilling because maybe they've gone home to visit their families for the holiday and they're, you know, just have time to kind of sit around all day. And to be fair, I kind of was in that situation. I was you know, prepping some stuff because we were having Thanksgiving on Wednesday, like cooking and hanging out in the kitchen all day. And I was able to kind of just leave it on and go about my day. And I kind of did. I had like a headphone in and I had the my phone sitting around and I, I wasn't staring at it all day, but I uh, was able to listen basically all the way through until I had to, I went to go play. Um, what the hell did I do on Tuesday? I, there was some reason I had to stop right as Tim was driving home and it was like, oh, we're going to extend this for another hour. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Like, I made it all the way through this marathon. You guys are going to push this another hour? Oh, my God. How so you didn't just... listen to that part? No, or... I did. I, I, but I didn't hear it live. I went back and listened later uh-huh. in the evening. But I did hear that part. Um, um, but I'll just say, I... let's go ahead. If you want to give me your overall thoughts and just tell me your well, experience. I, I did not... I did not listen to it live because I I was working. It's you know middle of the day. It's not something I could watch or listen to until they release the audio. So I listened to it the next day, and I put it on in the morning. 
you know, while I was working and I listened to it almost all the way through and I had to take breaks, like turn it off and give it a rest. Like I was getting a little burned out maybe. And so then towards the end, I, I took a, a nice long break and I finished it up just, you know, t just today actually. And today's mm -hmm. Friday. So, and I felt like the last two hours of it were maybe my favorite part of the whole thing. Maybe because mm -hmm. Tim was now in the picture and coming back home, and it, it sort of they were getting a little goofy and burned out from the whole thing, and so it, I felt like it, it sort of wrapped up better. But definitely, it was a long haul of a day, and overall, I'll say it was a mostly positive uh, experience. I mean, I don't have many complaints about mm -hmm. anything, you know. Uh, you could say maybe yeah why why make this decision to to go the whole day without Tim why do this well I think what you were saying it's just a, an easy holiday time where you can hang out with the fam and you could throw this on and it could just be loose and not like much pressure and you know and it didn't provide huge amounts of laughter or or you know, funniest stuff that we get on a normal episode, but it, it was just like, felt like a, a friend situation where you just got to hang out with the boys and, and share stories and, and goof around and, and not really take anything too serious, you know, with trying to be funny and perform, you know, so, but you know, they tried some funny things. What'd you think? Did I, you like, you like know, it? I, yeah, listen, I, I think I was in the beginning being maybe i don't know being a little too hard on it i thought that it started a little rough it was um i don't i don't know it just like was like oh my god i remember being at like an hour and a half in and thinking holy shit they got six and a half more hours and this thing is moving in slow motion and it was a little painful but um you know david cross came on and i think that's when you know, my interest was peaked kind of finely. I was like, oh, okay, here's something. Like, we had Johnny Pemberton in the beginning um, who, I don't know, I can't really even remember. Uh, I think he's been on the show before, maybe as a call-in guest. Um, but he kind of just was hanging, like, with, again, without Tim, it was just like a group of guys hanging out like buds. And Definitely. there wasn't, um, it was almost like a game night or something. Yes. I will say that... Um, it seemed like Tim was really trying to push this, you know, kind of marathon or, uh, you know, telethon style thing of like, let's get to 6,000. And I don't think that that was super clear throughout the show that that was the whole purpose of it. Like they kind of hit it a couple times, but they kind of forgot about it. And just, I would have thought that they would have continually would have pushed that. Like, come on guys, let's get some more, like done some things to try to drum up uh yeah more people I, like maybe offer things or, or do something where it just it seemed was interesting like they were, yeah they, that would come Tim, and go like yeah in the very beginning they said it and then then they left it and that didn't bring it up for many hours and then it came back around you know mm -hmm. it was sort of something that got pushed later but more so than mm -hmm. you know. so and yeah, no so, something incentives really either, yeah incentives like, i think would have been helpful i think if that would have been more thought out or something or involve some of the guests you know have them know what's going on like david cross at one point like tim pointed out later asked like so what is this what's going on and they were like oh this is a show i think they they should have like just talked about the show it's like oh this is like a 
Patreon telethon style thing where we're trying to raise followers over the holidays and you know, they weren't talking about this thing as that. They were just saying, oh, this is just a show. This is just like another episode of our podcast. So it was a little confusing. Um, and it, they treated it like with all the people coming and going, I think if everybody of all the guests and everything would have known that that was the purpose, they could have like riffed on that when they got into the chair or like given them something to discuss. It was just kind of a blank slate, I felt like a lot of the time. And people were coming and going forgettably um, weird mixes of people. So I'm sure that had to do with um, kind of the timetable of things. But we had this Nina Tarr. I would say this uh, Johnny Pemberton and Nina Tarr, you know, they were, they were fine. They didn't really bring a whole lot, I didn't think. Um, so this, David Cross came on. This was like, okay, this is a big kind of A-list guest for the show. I would say David Cross, like, whoa. I don't know if he's ever been on the show before this. I can't remember. No. No, he wasn't. Like, this is, of all so. the years of doing the show, it's been like, oh, man, let's get David Cross on here. Obviously, they have a connection through Bob, and David Cross has been on an awesome show, and he's just like, you know, Tim and Eric, Bob and David. I mean, this is like the fourth guy here, and I was kind of bummed out that what he got was like kind of a sort of a slapdick interview with Vic and just kind of like a, you know, just this sort of little bit there was a kind of a concept going on but also i don't know he it just was like a little fun i mean it, it, it did create some laughs and some smiles i think i think that he did a good job of just rolling with what he was given which wasn't very much um, yeah um i agree with that i feel like maybe he could have been handled differently but i also thinking back about it like what they did actually do is so silly and you know David made it funny when it was really probably not so funny and took a very silly concept of like raiding pets with bricks mm. and, and whatnot. And I was giggling a little bit and then thinking back, I was even thinking that is so silly and that that actually was pretty fun and, and, and simple. And it was very funny that he just bailed suddenly and it's like, yes. okay, enough of this, enough of this, like no more raiding pets anymore, you know, and yeah. they probably would have kept going. Like, I, I don't know if Vic knows when to stop with, with asking questions or, or <laughs> knowing like the limit of a bit, you know, he, he might not know, but, uh -huh. um, it, David left and that was really funny. And then I think later on, Tim like came on and, and referenced how, maybe he would have been nervous or to handle David because he, he would say David is like a notable one upper of him and he could even outmatch his wit at times. So it was sort of interesting to hear him put it out that way. Oh, I, I know. And I, it's funny that he said that because what I was thinking when he was on, I was like, no, don't waste David Cross without Tim here. Like that's, I want I want the two of them to, to talk. I want to hear what that sounds like. I want to hear how that goes. And it's funny that Tim later on said, almost was like, I don't know if he planned it out that way, but he's like, yeah, get David Cross on the show where I'm not there just so I don't have to deal with that because he said he would have been nervous and there would have been pressure there, which was very interesting. Because um, the two of them, I mean, even I want David... Fred Armisen. I want him like a Fred Armisen host scenario, you know? You want that. And he... Maybe yeah. you wish that could have happened. Even and in David Cross's, happen. even in David Cross's like Mister or uh, Awesome Show bits that he did, he would always just be by himself and not in with Tim and Eric. It would be like he was like the pizza guy, and they did like that weird porn pizza thing. And yeah, I think um, that's his one. 
yeah, yeah. and like he, I think he was in Tom Goes to the Mayor maybe too, but either way, he like didn't. He, we never got that like, ooh, I want to see him interact with Tim and Eric. I want to see that interaction, see how they would roll next to each other. Um, but so that's what we got, and it was fun. I, I do think the bricks thing was funny. Uh, you know, the rating. He, he's very he's very quick, obviously, and and like the, even the physical stuff was like you know backing up from the camera and just kind of taking everything that they said real literal and you know it, it was very silly um so that that like kind of heightened the experience for me and then then we had Vic's dad come on for a while which is always fun because he's so you know he's normal. just a silly man he's kind of yeah he's kind of normal but just like you know I don't know he's just you know he brings an interesting energy to the show that uh you know he was on for a little while and he's just like kind of takes everything as it I is I have to confess, like when he came on, I was I had to take a break. I was like getting burned out at that mm. point. I'm just like we were already like maybe three hours in. And I'm just like, oh shit. We were an hour. We were ninety minutes in at that. Oh point. well, it felt like long. Like yeah, up to that point, we it felt like oh my god, this is gonna be a long day. Mm-hmm. And I did take a break, but then I came back, and so Vic's dad was just like a moment of just like oh man, this this could be a an epically. Yeah, epically long situation here, but you know it. It did move afterwards, like at different times, a little differently. Yeah, I'll just I'll just bang through a couple of these. I think forgettably, I would say forgettable guests for me were Brendan Walsh, pretty forgettable little appearance. Mikey Campman and JP Hassan, pretty forgettable. Um, you know, um, let's see, uh, generationals. Generationals, I mean, because they had the video and I hadn't seen the whole video through, I thought that was a funny video. And, um, you know, their, their little chat afterwards that went along with the video was, was fine. I mean, they had a little bit going and that was, that, that, it brought something different, which I, I liked. Um, and then eventually we got to Tim and Eric, which they teased a lot. And Tim and Eric went for this, uh, Goodfellas 2 bit, which, Mm, I mean, it was all right. I mean, I don't know. I feel like they maybe came up with that about 10 seconds before they went live with that and just like, you know, just toss that thing together, which is fine because they were on a lot. It, I, I don't know. I'd like to know if there was much chat about it, but they just started going and it went down for Marty. And I felt like just somebody misspoke and then it turned to, no, it was Mark. And what was impressive about it is they pushed that and pushed that and pushed it and took it to a place where it was like, okay, no, it's Marty's brother. Oh, actually, it's not even anybody related to Marty's curse. Actually, it's just a guy with a phone filming us, like, doing sex things in this weird, you know, like, they took it all the way there. And I'm pretty sure I would have to guess that that was all improv and they just... I yeah. absolutely think that's all improv. No chance they talked about any of that yeah, before, yeah, yeah. and it just went off. You know, it went where it go- so, usually goes when they sure don't plan. It goes to like the dirty times. Yeah. So I think I, so. I was I was kind of impressed that it got to where it got to, and like it just kept going. And they're pretty good at that. The actual bit and the content of the bit, I don't think was terribly funny. Um, but I was, it's always just good to see them out on the lot. And I'm not sure if we ever found out what they, I think they were doing a commercial. Um, I think it was, it was another commercial. Yeah. Uh, they didn't maybe say what it was. Um, that was referenced later. 
I mean, I think, you know, what was more interesting was, uh, you know, Tim going and checking out the hummus in the green room, you know, like some of that stuff going back to the craft service table and stuff later on. That was kind of funny. And, um, but yeah, that, that was okay. Um, we had Weird Al Pacino call in. Always nice to hear him call in. So that was funny. I'm trying to think. Oh, Jamie it, Loft, Jamie Loftus came on. Um, right. We were, we were texting Weird about Al. it. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like, yeah, that was kind of a weird matchup to have the two of them going. Like, I don't know if that was planned out perfectly well, um, but it worked for me. Like, I felt yeah. like it, it, I needed a break. No offense. I needed a break from Eric or not Eric from um, Doug and Vic. They went to on a lunch break and it was mm -hmm. just like, oh, well, this is and, you know, it was somebody a new voice that had talked. They were talking Shrek for a little bit there. And then El, Weird Ale came on and everything sort of like got more interesting to me all and then when you know they Doug and Vic came back in a very short amount of time it was like ah you know like a reset you know and I, I felt like that that was helpful I yeah. wanted more Al, Al Pacino though he he I think he dropped off and then we didn't get to finish his part but mm -hmm. um, he's he's very funny to me yeah Joe can I just ask what your volume is on your microphone in front of you it's put it at low it's low? Yeah, it was low. How's it now? Well, I, I felt like it was high because I felt like you were distorting. It, but just put it... It was almost already... All, all the way down, it was sort of all the way down. Okay, put I it can... at ha halfway. Just put it at halfway. Okay, I'll just sit back. No, 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 no. It was okay. I just don't want the recording to come out distorted. Um, mm -hmm. So, so yeah, I thought Jamie Loftus... So, we were, we were texting during the show, and I think... We had said, "Oh, they should just put people in the ho like we should put. They should put some of these people in the Tim seat and let them host and let Doug and Vic kind of stick to what they do," um, which I thought would have been smart. They didn't really go about it that way. They they instead left that kind of front chair the way it was, and they kind of I don't know. I felt like maybe because in the beginning, I felt like there's a little too much hosting pressure on Doug and Vic, where they had to like where they were trying to come up with questions and they were trying to like keep it going. And even Matt was jumping in and kind of taking the reins. And I think that's why it felt a little funny. It was fine. I mean, I'm, I don't want to be nitpicky. I think it for doing that long of a show, I think they all did a great job. But there were some kind of ups and downs um, throughout. But yeah, Jamie Loftus, they finally, so we were talking about that. And then they said, oh, you know, we're going to let Jamie host. And like you said, it was a nice break to have her just jump in and go. And you just get a completely different vibe for a little while. El Pacino kind of uh, got in and kind of hacked that down a little bit, doing his bit. Um, but obviously that's very funny. Um, and then, you know, kind of moving through. Oh, the Maylie Todd performance was very notable, I'd say. There was a yeah, Canadian. Yeah, that was earlier. Canadian. Yeah, so she was before this Jamie Loftus. She was after, she was right after the Tim and Eric bit. So this girl was really cool. I thought this was really neat and it was a good break. I would say this is one of the better musical performances from the show. Such an interesting little weirdo thing. Then she performed that live. They used the green screen, and she was like, uh, I don't know if you saw any clips of this or watched any of this, but she was like an avatar, like this weird kind of animated figure. Mm -hmm. And um, it was just cool. She seemed like a very cool girl, and I felt like the interview with her actually finally felt good because maybe because she wasn't a comedian trying to do a bit and she was just like an interesting person that spoke well 
Um, so I'd say that was one of the highlights of the show was the Maylee Todd. And I immediately went and like checked her out and followed her on Instagram. I was like, oh, and a couple of my friends, I think maybe have played with her or something because there were some of my friends following her. And uh, so I liked that. I thought her music was cool. And she just was like a cool, it was just a break from the silliness for a minute just to talk about music. And her, her take on it was so strange that I don't know what you thought of that. I liked the music performance a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. I liked her voice. I liked like her. the The sound of the music was was kind of interesting and cool. And uh, I did listen to it all as audio. But I feel like they were talking so much about this avatar. I had a really good idea of what I was missing. Pretty much, mm-hmm. they did a good job explaining it. I could go back and look at the avatar if I mm-hmm. need to. But I, I do like this concept of. A performance on a zoom where you're not just staring at the person playing their instrument but you're looking at some sort of animation i think that's probably the wave of the future for many zooms mm-hmm. like going forward well she yeah. wasn't she well she wasn't a zoom she was in studio oh she was in studio she was in okay. studio but they had a so green, it was like an she avatar was, yeah she was standing in front oh, of a right. green screen so they were able to I use this they were able to use this yeah they were able to use this weird technology uh this weird whatever camera thing that she had set up that like okay if i have a green screen in front of me i can be like an avatar kind of like one of these little emojis or something that you have on your phone that where it's just she becomes this little thing but she's singing and you see this weird thing singing and then sometimes it would cut to the normal shot of her and she would be playing this little kind of npc looking kind of sample pad well i guess that's even cooler to like and even making the point better of like if that becomes like a, per, a performance for artists to use as mm-hmm. you know having a screen up on the, the stage or something that that could be something that mm-hmm. is more popular among sure musicians um, yeah no so that was cool um we had the girl from sela which is the um which i think they said was the uh the organization that they'll be giving the proceeds of the live show coming up yeah. to Sarah Wilson, and she they talked about you know the homeless issues in L.A. and you know that yeah, was a nice it. break. It was it was you know serious and it, you know it was it was interesting, and she she did a nice job filling in you know sitting in for a while and just kind of dealing with some serious stuff, which was nice. Yeah, I'm glad they put her on, and I felt like yeah, we need something like this to like change change things up a bit and then learn about something important and mm-hmm. knowing that the their live show is going to be you know they're going to be sponsoring that that's that's a real nice idea and um and then she's kind of like stayed on longer and hung out and they talked about like ice cream for another yeah. half hour and you know it was it was sort of fun to have her just chatting about bullshit too so um, yeah she stayed on longer, and then um, we had Fart Simpson come in, which was, you know, always a treat to have Fart Simpson. Um, yeah. Uh, he had a bunch of new kind of jokey song Music games and stuff. Games. Yeah, the mashups were fun again. Um, I felt like he, Matt wanted wanted to keep it going, and the guys wanted to keep him going and like it well, Doug want, I think like, Doug want, no, I felt like Doug inside wanted, the room like turbulence between Matt and yeah like there was like difference of opinions of where the show should go but I think people were getting a little crank I mean maybe Matt was getting a little cranky just with his patience being tested and it was it kind of led to like some funny things that went on too with some yeah. other zooms like questioning like Matt you're so mean and I uh-huh. think Matt was like <laughs> 
MVP of this this show. Like I, I yeah. do. And, Matt um, was great, and I think that Matt's. Um, I think that what were they saying? Matt was mean to Vic, or there, there was some something. Zoomer was trying to attempt it, or possibly a. a I think it was a hotliner. Uh, yeah, hot, yeah, hothead. Was um, no, no, that fun. that was funny. But you know what? I will, I will say that Matt, as far as his personality, kind of outside the show compared to him in the show. Is he does he his patience is low. I mean he has learned from Tim when he's in that seat, he has very low patience. He's like, come on, let's get this guy out of here. He sniffs it and he wants to go. And Vic is always asking the extra question. And I, I know that they butt heads a little bit about that where Pat's like, Come on, we just said goodbye to this guy. You're gonna toss in another question. So I think the guy had some valid points and he said Matt didn't say I'm not angry. He didn't say I'm not he said, You come in here and see how you would be. You know, come sit and yeah. deal with these guys because you'd be the same way. He wasn't saying, no, no, I'm not, but it's just funny. You got to keep them honest. I mean, I know Doug is often wanting to hear more from different callers because he's just curious. I think Tim sometimes is really quick to just want to move along and, and ditch somebody before they've had, like, a chance to even say anything where Doug mm -hmm. will will ask another question, but Vic sometimes asks a couple too many questions. Yeah, no, that's that's and, almost a bit at this that, point. That's almost it like is a, a thing. thing. Yeah, and he knows like, it. He, I mean, he's aware of it, that yeah. he goes a little long sometimes, and they all laugh at him when he does it. So it, it has become a bit. Um, they had this, the guy, I want to say his name's Devin, who is the... Um, the guy who they discussed giving a show to, um, which it sounds like he kind of explained this show that he'd been talking to Matt about. Tim said, give him a show. And it sounds like he has an idea for a show, which was this, um, it was kind of like a music Matt. I felt like it was a little similar to the Fart Simpson thing. <laughs> Not really. I mean, I guess he's talking about songs that are, have like the same chord progressions and the same melodies and stuff that have been used over. I forget what he's, he would call it, like a doppel song or a doppel or gamer or something. Doppel, like that. yeah. So, so Could I guess you think he's of working. Anything? Any songs that have similar I mean, things? I do know a couple, um, but they're not. I don't know. I don't. One of them's like has to do with a jam band, and I, you know, I don't want to go down that hole. But that's the first one that comes to mind right now because I was just talking about it with a friend, but. There's a song There's called a... Farmhouse by Fish that's exactly No Woman, No Cry by Bob Marley. And yeah. I never made that connection, but then I was at a show with my friend who doesn't listen to Fish, and he was like, are they playing No Woman, No Cry? And I was like listening, and I was like, mm, 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 mm. and I was like, oh shit, this is exactly No Woman, No Cry. So, you know, that, that happens, uh, and sometimes you, and I've listened to that song by Fish for 20 years and I'd never made that connection but sometimes it just takes a different set of ears and then they'll pick up on things so maybe there's something yeah. to be I don't know what the show is gonna be he seems like he's getting way deep into it yeah and I was kind of bummed because I felt like Tim was like give this guy a show he's got so much energy and he's like you know I felt like it was gonna be like a fucking peewee's uh, playhouse style show with this guy some kind of wacky fucking thing where this guy's got this you know super energy doing some weird stuff playing songs and like a little weird at home public access variety show style thing that he would have thrown together with like some weird locals or something like but it sounds like he like decided to do some deep music thing that i don't know to me maybe sounds just different it, different than what i imagined that show potentially being yeah um i i think he is a very unique 
person and high energy, and I think he's excited to play music. So if he were to do something, it'd probably be music uh, leaning. Sure, I, sure. I do think of like some doppelganger things, like when he was talking, I, I, I thought of this silly thing that maybe only you and I, maybe people live in Buffalo know about the here I am, uh, rock me like a hurricane, and the Buffalo Sabres like commercial theme song or whatever. Like that was like they used the same music for that. Like uh, and then I also thought of when I was younger, I I was recalling hearing a helmet song and a Pantera song that were identically the same, mm-hmm. the same chord progression. Where I were I was in a car with some some young men and like we were listening to these these music in high school and i do remember saying to them like listen to the song and then listen to this song they're identical mm-hmm. and it was just this weird uh thing but i can't i can't even tell you what those songs are but pantera and helmet have okay. a very similar song yeah that, I think a, that a crosses that, over a lot of that hardcore shit maybe uh, yeah has some crossover um sure Allison Stevenson, like there were so many people coming and going that like even you had said um, last week, you'd said they're probably just going to get these kind of like, you know, guests that are kind of low level sort of comedians and stuff. And I feel like that's what they had a lot of the time. It was like people that, you know, I haven't heard of that are probably local comics that are probably doing pretty good. And, you know, um, I I was kind of checking out probably. Yeah. Yeah. Like this Alison Stevenson never heard of her, but she was fine. She sat in and had some jokes and was good. And then, um, and then, you know, Brent came on the show, which, uh, I don't think we've seen him since the last eight hour show, uh, the marathon that they had right before the pandemic. I think Um, Pemberton was also maybe at that. There was mm -hmm. like a couple of people that came to that last time. Um, yeah. I forget Phil. So Phil called in as uh, as Bert yes. um, doing the Sesame Street bit, and I'm trying to remember what the hell he that was, was all anti-vaxxer. about. He was an anti-vaxer. Yeah, he was an anti-vaxer, and I forget who was in the studio when he did the bit, but it, it wasn't somebody in there. It was everybody. Everybody that finished the show out that was there. It was a girl. It was a guy. It was Brent. Um, they were all just in the studio at that point. And oh yeah, okay. So Brent was there. Brent and Doug and um, everybody who yeah, finished the Alice show out. And, yeah, and I don't know. I felt like a couple people in the room didn't realize it was Phil at first, um, which was shocking to me because uh, I knew it was Phil right away. And he was in yeah. the chat saying, "Oh, I, you know, I'm not going to be on today, but a friend of mine, you know, I think I know a guy who's calling in." So, um, oh yeah, it was. Um, who is this guy? Andrew Michon from the Outside Podcast, Podcast But Outside or whatever. Um, uh-huh. So, he, so he was—he's good. He, I think he did a nice job bringing mm-hmm. energy up, and he's closer to a—I don't want to say a Tim, but like he just—he had some stuff. He had some game ideas. He ha- he wanted to do the. He was quick. He was yeah, quick, he, and, and he he filled the dead air. I felt so like he brought in a new energy late to the game when we, it was kind of needed. And um, so Phil's bit, I felt like maybe they weren't totally familiar with what was going on there. So it didn't, I don't think it, he was, like Bert was getting asked kind of some sarcastic questions and stuff. Where I think you have to treat that character as kind of play it straight and let him do his thing. 
So I felt like that bit kind of fell apart a little bit. It wasn't it wasn't a home run. It wasn't our usual Phil home run, but it was funny. I mean, I was happy to see Phil going for it as the uh, ventriloquist. Um, so Brent back there. What do you think of Brent uh, on the show? Since you, since you just listened, I'll, I'll be curious to hear because watching was kind of weird. He sat behind Doug, and it was like you know, just well, kind of Doug's little Doug's little side, because... sidekick. Because I listened to the last two hours today, I did watch it. So okay. I, I saw this whole part, and um, I felt like we were on the Poundcast suddenly because he was bringing all the same kind of energy uh-huh. and wittiness that he, he brings, usually. With, and so it was like a super version of him, you know, seeing him in this room with more people and him bringing that that way about him. Like, he just has his... His com- comedic like stylings of where his mind goes, he brought all that, and you know he didn't hesitate. He just brought that silliness and mm-hmm. having big laughs. And then you know by the time we got Tim, who came back into the fold, I felt like I was laughing the hardest I had laughed the entire day. You know, it was like or the entire yeah. listen. It well, really Brent, got Brent, good. Brent the end had there. Brent had some. Some huge laughs that I thought were a little over the top, but just hearing Brent get to, you know, get to that level laughter sitting right next to Tim and Tim's just eating it up. Tim's looking over like, oh, man, I'm killing it right now. Look at Brent. He's eating this shit up. You know, the accident thing, you know, that was like the big thing about the accident. The guy calling about the accident. Um, But yeah, so we had Tim on the road. Yeah, that was which fun. which was fun. You know, this was like we've been into the show for so long, and like I said, we're eight hours in at this point, and we're like, just like I don't know. You you just you almost kind of get lulled into just I don't want to say I don't know, you just like get lulled into just being with the guys. You're just like, oh man, it's been long. It almost feels like the end of the day at work where you're kind of feeling loopy. You're like, man, this has been going on forever. You kind of get your second wind of silliness going through your brain. That's how I felt. So as they kind of changed it up and moved, um, it just continued to work. And it did. the uh, and then Tim just like on the road, as stupid and mundane as like, guess where I am? I'm in the worst traffic light in L.A. We got a bunch of people from L.A. guessing the intersection. I'm like, this shouldn't be interesting, but I and I don't know the intersections and I don't care. But it led to some funny stuff about, you know, Tim, the car wash stuff. And Tim's like saying, I get my car washed every day. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, there was just stupid shit that came out of that. You know, the license plate, uh, you know, just, just like really stupid mundane stuff. But just Tim in the car hanging out uh, was very silly. And it went for a while. We like basically sat in the car with him the whole ride home. And he wasn't always on talking. Like, you forget, and then they'd cut back to him and be like, oh, yeah, Tim is still sitting here. Like, and he chimed in kind of like just a Zoomer. Um, yeah, it was, it was fun. I will say the whole point was Tim was like, I want to be on my Zoom and then walk in. Like, what will happen? Mm-hmm. And he ba- he didn't do that. He, he turned off his phone and said, sing happy birthday. And then he just walked in on the regular cameras. But... I thought he was going to walk in with the zoom. So there would have been like this kind of feedback loop of him entering the camera sphere with his camera on, on the zoom, entering the world. I thought there was a little bit of a miss there. I thought that was the whole purpose. Um, Plus we had Doug, Doug's flight, um, which became like a, you know, a little bit of a tense, nervous thing 
Matt was like, Doug, don't miss your flight. You know, like, of course, yeah. Matt was like taking it seriously and, and really wanted him to not miss his flight. And it was, it was just, it was just funny. It just turned into a different style kind of game here. And it got mm -hmm. dark, you know, like you could tell it like kind of got, you watched him driving from the lightness to the darkness. And, um, sure. And then he came back and him and Brent had some laughs and, uh, yeah, I, I just thought I thought that all was that all was good, and but I, I, there was something there, there was something kind of strange about Brent and Tim sitting in Doug's seat for one was just strange to kind of see. It was kind of game night ish, I guess, and um, Brent sitting behind him. I don't know. I felt like when when Tim arrived, Brent got so giggly, he was like so excited or something to kind of be in that world with the guys, and I was like, oh, you know, like. Whereas Brent usually is so serious, you know, like, you know what I mean? He usually doesn't, yes. like, he usually is like, he'll only giggle, I don't know, I feel like he giggles, he kind of turns it on and turns it off, but like, can just cut right back into being very serious and straight-faced on the Poundcast, you know? Like, he kind of goes in yeah. and out of those little fits, where I feel yes. like he just got giggly and stayed giggly, and it was like a different side of Brent that I hadn't seen, you know, like a, like the, mm -hmm. like the real Brent or something I felt like I was seeing. Yeah, um, yeah, just excited to be there. Excited to be there, and then just riffing off of the funniness around the mm -hmm. room, and like, you know, being around in that room has got to feel like a natural high, you know, being yeah. around Tim and being around everybody, just like laughing and joking, and mm -hmm. it was, it felt like it wasn't really a show anymore. It just felt like a, a hangout session, and they were just talking very nonchalantly at uh, lots of different moments during the show, where I didn't even feel like I was taking on a show it was more just like we're just going live you know here we mm -hmm. are and, i feel like you know uh, they mixed the zoomer in here or there but it was like mostly just a hang it felt like mm -hmm. more so than a, an actual show after I a while at, at least the um i'll say the bosh bit was uh bosh, bosh was maybe the most notable just like if you had to pick a funny uh, mm -hmm. you know, theme that they went on for a while. The Bosch went on for a long time. It's always very funny because Mike's a fan of Bosch. Yeah, yeah, Bosch, um, you know, shaving your Bosch and, you know, all mm -hmm. the show me your Bosch. Yeah, that was <clears throat> that was totally like a pound cast, like riff yeah. sesh with Doug and, sure. you know. So I, I, was on, I was on the YouTube and I threw in a like, okay, well, so now it's the pound, you know, now we're just doing the pound cast because it was like Brent and Doug just riffing on a word saying silly shit and it was just like this is what the pound cast is this is basically like a doug and brent one-on-one -on -one podcast even though there's other people in the room it just got to that silly level i feel like doug sure and brent did. doug and brent kind of like do a whole podcast that's like that like the like the ninth hour of hanging out with a buddy you know and just getting completely yes. loopy and that's kind of their thing and it took it took the boys you know seven seven hours or so to kind of get into that headspace but once we got there it was it was very enjoyable so um yeah uh they did a they did a little compound thing in the in the middle which i thought it was uh, it was cool for me to rewatch the compound one and two because i hadn't in a while like I'd, i think i'd only watched each one of them the one time that they aired and i watching them back to back you know there's a lot of like stuff tied in that i just wasn't getting because i was watching them so spread out i'm kind of just treating them like they're their own little episodes so i'd forgotten quite a bit um, mm -hmm. so watching what the I, two, watching the two compounds back to back was cool. And I think it was, that was I a had good, done that. 
I had done that like the day before oh. this episode. I went and watched the one, two, and three all in a row yeah. like with my wife, and we had a good laugh. And then to have it so soon again, but through the audio, it was like, okay, yeah. I'm glad I'm, I'm glad I'm getting it this way. So yeah, it was. I, I'm glad they revisited it, and to hear that they're going to keep doing it is very exciting to me. So. Uh, yeah, that, that seemed like that was like one of the incentive things that we're talking about was like, let's play in the, the compound because this is a thing you get with Patreon. Like they didn't play it. I mean, obviously they can't play Joel Hole. Those are short enough to do um, to say, oh, this is one of the things you get if you join. Um, I thought that was smart that they used that because that is one of the funnier things. It stars Tim and, um, you know, I think Matt's doing a great job. Um, oh, yeah, I need to reiterate the last episode, I had said there was this conversation about um, Brent playing Matt in the compound. And I was corrected that that really wasn't a discussion. That was just something Brent or like Brent was never approached or anything about that. That was just that was just Matt being kind of nervous about, you know, having to act and stuff. So like one of his initial thoughts was like, hey, maybe we could get somebody to play me, maybe Brent or something. It was a very, very loose it was never really like a serious thing, so that was just something to clear up. Um, I think there was something else, but I can't remember now. Um, oh yeah, Matt completely denied the soggy fries at Desert Days. Uh, the way that went down, he had mm -hmm. uh, he said that, that that was not what happened. He didn't tell a girl to throw out her fry. Like uh, Sarah Reed's uh, had that all wrong, according to Matt. So we'll never know the truth there. Um, so yeah, I'll say, yeah, just quickly again, overall, really good job by the guys. I didn't have super high expectations. I was very interested to see what the hell they were going to do for eight hours. Um, you know, and I think it, in the very beginning I was in pain a little bit. I was a little bit like, oh man, I don't know if I'm, I don't know how this is going to go. This is kind of a bad idea to do this without Tim. Um, but it grew on me. It, it like, like most things in this universe, it grew on me. And I enjoyed it, and I thought that I thought all the guests did a good job. Some, you know, I, I yeah. kind of feel bad for some of them that that come in. They're like, "Hey, you want to be on the Office Hours show? It's going to be the episode where there's 50 other guests, and you're, you know, mm. and Tim's not going to be there, and you know, it's nine hours long, and so on and so forth." But um, Matt has done yeah. a good Matt has going to done a good job on YouTube uh, clipping out the time code, so you can just click on the time code if you did want to see any specific uh, part or person or guest, you can just click on the time code. It'll take you right there so you can watch that se little segment of that person. So check that out. Um, and during this show, we were surprised to hear Tim's gonna have, Tim's gonna be on Thursday with these other guys and there's gonna be another show on Thursday. And it's like, what? Come on, you're definitely not having a show. like. And sure enough, at fucking 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m., I'm watching the, the YouTube, and there's the old countdown clock, Office Hours Live with Tim Heidecker, and I'm like, what is this, you know? And I just, I didn't know what it was going to be. And uh, they didn't, uh, you know, they didn't allude or give anything away about what this was, and then it just comes up, and it's Tim, the... Uh, on what appears in some sort of studio setting or green screen or something i'm not sure uh, i'm not sure what i'm looking at i'm guessing it's green screen i don't really know um but he's sitting in this kind of joe rogan style wooden 
uh, you know, room with a big Fuddruckers sign behind him, and he's having like a conversation with uh, these other two comedians, Jeremy Levick and Rajat Suresh. And I'm starting to watch this thing, and very quickly, I'm like, okay, he's doing, they're doing a bit here, okay. <laughs> and I'm watching, and I'm watching, and I'm like, okay. So this is going on now 20 minutes I'm in. I'm like, and I'm laughing because I, th I thought they did a really good job of a parody of this Joe Rogan comedy. Not even Joe Rogan comedy, just like just tearing this thing down by by taking it so serious. Um, both these guys, I mean, everybody in this deserves a fucking award for acting the way they did. I thought this was fantastic. Um, Absolutely. So funny. And I was, so I was, I was on the YouTube again and I was like, all right, so is this going to, so the question, so I'm like, so we're like maybe 40 minutes in, I'm like, okay, so are they going to go three hours? Because that's the bit, you know what I mean? The bit is that Joe Rogan does these obscenely long interviews mm -hmm. and I'm watching along and I'm watching along and just like subconsciously about an hour in, I hear the beginning again. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I like look at my YouTube and I'm like, what happened? Did my thing restart? You know, I thought like something got mm -hmm. fucked up. Yeah. And then I realized, oh, those motherfuckers just did a loop point right in the middle of the interview so that you can't really tell. It just appears like so anybody at any time could click on this YouTube at any moment. And fast forward. And, and it would just, you would just, no, yeah. it just, it would just appear to be like a live thing that goes on and on and on. So if you yes, turned yes. it on for a minute and then left away and it's all, it's all still on. And they left this thing up for 12 hours. Yes. <laughs> um, so, yes, they pushed the joke all the way there. And holy shit, this thing is funny. And it's doing, yes. I'm, on YouTube, this has about double the views of the, uh, of the nine hour show the other day, which is surprising to me that show's been up for two more days. And, um, I don't know, maybe the, maybe the word spread about this thing that he's doing this thing, but I thought this well, was amazing. I thought this was amazing. Um, yeah. Let me get your thoughts on this. He's, how, he's, how did you, how did you, how did you experience this thing? Well, I didn't really know about it because I, I listened to, the show in the where they announced it in a broken up way and then i sort of like saw a, a thread with you two guys and um you guys were sort of referencing it in a text and i was like oh what's this and it's like you were like another video and then i saw my feed and i was like okay now i got some other th stuff to do and mm -hmm. i got on there and i hammered it out after listening to the rest of the show i i got on there and i listened to that and yeah i mean I, i've never actually listened to a, a joe rogan whole podcast or anything but i know what goes on i know mm -hmm. what's being what's, what's being said and what's being talked about and this was very funny and uh they really they really laid it out like how those guys sound and you know trying to they're trying to be so intellectual and and angry but not like get mad and being scientific and all these different things that they do that joe rogan must do on the show it's just it is very uh well done and i was i was laughing a lot through this um yeah the and i i almost felt like somebody could watch this and not 
be in on the joke and just be sure. like, oh yeah, this is uh, this is just another guy that oh, is selling me sure. some crab salts, and uh, I want some of that, and <laughs> you know, and I, I, I totally think that uh, all this stuff was right on point, and like, yeah, it, I feel like it's the kind of thing that I would hope would get back to Joe Rogan or would get to like Howard Stern or somebody like that to push it and make it go viral, make it like blow up. The fact that it has doubled the the watches is not surprising. It's it's mm -hmm. really they're on he's on to something here to like, you know, could probably get a lot more attention than it than yeah. any of his other stuff. But it was very well done and I give a completely lots of props to like the performance of everyone there, you know. Those guys were right on point with being like given their whole they were, deal and i thought it, they were incredible i thought that their facial expressions like the just the the tone of the their the way they would look at tim and just and tim did a really good job of that too it's like man he trained mm -hmm. up for this rogan thing or he just knows it so well he just knows how lame it is so because well, i don't think i like i've only i only know rogan through clips as well i've seen enough clips and i know what he's all about and i've seen his um uh, you know, his Instagram and his lame shit and him eating elk meat and doing all this dumb shit and pushing all this thing, all this stuff. And he's a huckster. And, you know, I thought that they, until it got to the, the rock turning into King Kong and overtaking the world, you know, up until that point, it was pretty, you could, could see some people maybe getting tricked by it. Um, but I, I know in the YouTube, there's a lot of people were confused and didn't know what was going on. But, um, I'd say the, I'm wondering, I don't know how many people are going after Joe Rogan, the all-powerful Joe Rogan, and how many people are just going right at him and just like, I don't know. I think that's the most, probably the most insulting thing you can do to that guy is just pretty much show him how stupid his thing is by just talking in circles and talking about, <laughs> I mean, it takes some balls, man. I mean, that's like, you know, I, I, I love it. I, I, I hope something happens. I hope it's like, you know, opens up some beef. Hope Rogan Definitely. has a comment about it because it is, you know, it is like pretty much the biggest fuck you to that guy that you could do is doing something like that. And now I'm a fan. Both of those other guys on the show, I went and checked out their Insta or their, their Twitters. They're both super funny and got a bunch of. They're kind of already doing that kind of humor. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if they. I wonder. I don't know how that was put together or whose idea it was or, or whatnot. But they were already. If I looked through their Twitter after I looked through their Twitter, like what they'd been posting for the past couple weeks, and I was like, oh, so. These guys have been doing that kind of shit for a while. You know what I mean? Like, they're, like, kind of joking in that kind of dorky, manly way. Um, so, what better way to to hype them than just give them a spot with Tim yeah, and let yeah. them do it? Let them just have it. Have yeah. at it. Like, and they're, like, kind of in character in their Twitters. Like, they're kind of in that character already. Yeah. Um, like Chuck, It was you know, brilliant. It was yeah, brilliant. Yeah, it was I, really good. I really yeah. hope that lots of people see this and... Then actually, if they're Joe Rogan listeners, they can now think about that a little bit differently. I, I felt like I was scanning yeah. through the comments, and there was like some angry dudes in there. They were like "fuck you" and like getting annoyed, you know. And mm -hmm. that is exactly what I wanted to see: is like Rogan heads like watching this and being like, "You know what? I am a big dummy for liking Joe Rogan." 
possibly. Well, I wonder how many people um, like stuck. Like, if you go through the live chat, um, you can flick through. There's like a live chat replay, and mm-hmm. it, because they left it up for 12 hours, and people would just see, oh, Tim Heidecker's live. You'd have people coming and going, and. <laughs> You know, people are like, it really gets better on the fifth watch. Um, <laughs> like, it's mm-hmm. it's insane. It's just, it's the craziest thing. I, th- I think that maybe one of the most interesting things about it is that they left it up for 12 hours. And it's just like, never stopped. And if you were just like flicking around like now, I found, I found the loot point on the first time through. And I felt like I was like, oh, okay, there's a loot point. And then I came back on later just to see if they were still doing it. And I was right around the loop point and I jumped in the thing and I was like, loop point coming and, you know, just kind of having fun in the YouTube chat. But, um, you know, well, I, I don't know. This thing is crazy. This thing is crazy. It, this is like the trial style kind of, you know, brilliant style thing that we haven't seen in a while. A real uh, just the way the way they talk on this thing is like if you did like we're in, impatient and you're just like i'm gonna skip ahead and see where this goes like it all just feels like the same bullshit all the way through and like if you were to skip like 17 hours later and like be listening or whatever it is way in the future they would still sound like oh yeah this is just a joe rogan they're still talking about the same weird fear-mongering bullshit so you yeah. know it, yeah it, it is Oh my god! It really, something. And, and this is another one where I want to know complete improv. I mean, just complete improv. Like, let's do a Joe Rogan thing. I'm just gonna start. And they just started going, and he was like, "Oh yeah." So where did I? You know, when's the last time I saw you guys at the store? You know, it just started. He's like, "Yeah, I was opening up for Ken." You know, Kenny, Kenny, whatever. And then they just go on about Ken and like. <laughs> You know, he was so fucking ripped, man. He, he went up, like, there's just the stupidest shit, but I, I, it seemed, it appeared to me like they were just, I mean, I think it was all improv. I'm guessing it was all improv, but, man, They're really, really good, good at that. If that's yeah. a, They've been listening to a lot of Rogan in order to really slap it so much, you know? And sure, like, sure. And I'm, I'm guessing that maybe Tim had, like, I don't know. This is, this is one of those ones I want to call in OHL and just, you'll probably never know, but, like, crab salts is that completely made up on the spot does tim have a couple of notes like i want to talk about the rock i'm going to do this thing about crab salts he had the he had the ads there was a couple of yes i was going to say the ads are all like pretty well thought out and usually you know he's not good at reading things so this had to be like really thought about possibly ahead of Mm -hmm. time and yeah i would like some of that you know i i feel like this is a strong comedy bit it didn't i couldn't detect any cuts but there could have been some. oh no i mean well no i mean did you just listen to this or did you watch this i i watched some of it and i mostly listened to it you know once i knew what i what i was going to be seeing yeah i I didn't sit there and watch it because because the camera cuts i mean they have the ability to edit the shit out of that thing um Mm -hmm. so and it was obviously pre-recorded so they could have edited it but it didn't feel that way it didn't um, feel that way as a listening experience. I'll say but that. But they might have done like a, because they did it in the way they did it, they could have, let's say they did that improv bit for two hours. They could have easily sl- sliced together like the greatest hits of one hour of that. Yeah. Because a lot of the things are like, yeah, yeah, you know what? That, that's, that, that reminds me of this. And that they just completely change kind of sort of change, yes. but not really change. You know, it's all that cyclical, you know, kind of. 
you know, I don't want to rehash what those guys did. Basically, if you're listening to this and you haven't listened to that thing that they played on Thanksgiving, totally go do it. It's really, really funny and um, just kind of genius and like kind of in that next level of of Tim stuff that, you know, is kind of what puts him on another level. Um, it's him trolling somebody yeah. that needs to be trolled in the worst kind of way and I love it. It's sure. It was very satisfying to all it, who who need to go watch that. Make sure you do. Yeah, it reminded or me of listen. what how remember how Vic kind of pokes fun at Jimmy Fallon and like makes those Jimmy Fallon videos and like sometimes when you attack like the big boys, the boys up on top, like you know that they're you know that they're gonna like find out. Like Joe Rogan will find out about this thing and he will take a look at it and he will be hurt. He will have hurt feelings. How could he not? He's a big boy. I mean, he can uh, I don't know, man. I mean, you have a smart comedian that I'm sure, I don't know, I'm sure Joe Rogan potentially respects he does know Tim. who. He does know who. Uh, he knows Doug. Doug's been on the show. He knows um, Vic. Yeah. There's that drop with the Vic. Um, I think, uh, uh, you know, it's more so like the people that, are flocking to go listen to that podcast that I think Tim is really pointed at here. I mean, besides that it is a direct parody, it's also really like, it makes you feel dumb for liking Joe Rogan is, is how I sort of see this, but you know, those guys are good and I'm glad that it was made and it was a, it was a nice treat to get this, you know, I didn't Mm -hmm. know what the hell we were about to get. Um, I see, I'm, I'm, so I'm just looking back and I'm seeing uh, <laughs> producer Matt in the beginning of this wrote hotline and zoom close today, working with the skeleton crew to put this one out. All this also, this is more of a sit down combo, not going to bring in callers. Um, so like he, he was kind of slowly in the beginning, um, you know, just letting everybody know, but taking it pretty seriously. Um, so, uh, so yeah, good job by everybody keeping this under wraps, not saying anything during the nine hour show about, oh, we're going to have, they didn't even say like, oh, it's going to be like a special present. It was just like, yeah, we're going to have a show. Tim's going to be on with these guys and it's going to be that. And then it was there. It's, and it was it's like almost a, like a, a misdirect for the, you, you have like the, this nine hour long ass show. That's like this thing that you think that's what you're getting. But it turns out, no, there was something else up his sleeve, up Tim's sleeve to, yeah, to have I'm, this. I, that's why I won. Yeah, that's what they got. on that, Tim. That, exactly. It was like they they kind of put that nine-hour show as a buffer to, to get your attention and everything OHL-ish kind of elsewhere. So on Thanksgiving of all days, they dropped that, that gem. So And 6,000... Uh, new, like whatever new Patriots joined in, they got something new right off the bat that they can be excited about too. So. But this is public, you know. This uh, twelve, yeah. this twelve-hour yeah. thing is public. Like this isn't a Patreon. This is not behind a paywall. They dropped this as Ep One Eighty Four. Like it's it is listed as Ep One Eighty Four. Uh, well, it's too good, on, I guess. Not on to Office just... Hours Live, yeah, yeah, and it has forty-six thousand views. Um, do you know how many views the Alex Winter episode has? Nine thousand. Mm. So forty-six thousand, and it was it was start. It, this was two. This was less than twenty-four hours ago. This thing came up. So 
you know, this thing must be spreading around that universe as well. People saying, holy shit, did you hear this? Did you see this thing that Tim Heidecker did ripping on our boy Joe Rogan? Like, people must need to just give it a sniff to see what it's all about. But this is, looking at all of his stuff, this is one of the higher, uh, besides his, like, music videos and stuff, like, this is one of his bigger hits. You know what I mean? For sure. Yes. Yes. This is, I mean, this is going to get a lot of attention, I think. We're just at the, the cusp of it. Hopefully, I, I would want lots of people to see this and lots of people to, you know, want to know what this, what what good this is, you know, like the, what it, what it's doing here and who it's targeted at is pretty great. So, yeah. Um, and a lot everybody wants to bash a Joe Rogan, but they can't do it like this and they have yeah. it. So. Um, well, uh, I'm, um, I think I'm going to wrap up here. I'm getting some bunch of fucking messages on my thing here, but, um, yeah, to finish, that was a really nice, uh, really nice Thanksgiving surprise and a really good job by everybody involved. Those guys are, are studs, um, get their names one more time. Jeremy Lebick and Rajat Suresh. I don't know what they're up to, but those guys are killing it. They should be hired on fucking shows and be doing all sorts of stuff. I hope maybe someday they come on the show regular to talk about this whole thing and they give us a behind the scenes of what's going on here. Maybe not. This could be one of those things like the trial that they just, that Tim's like not giving you any info. Just going to Patreon only. They're going to come on. So, yeah. Um, so cool. Uh, well, that will do it for this week, everybody. I don't know. They haven't announced next week if there's a show or when we're taking their holiday break. Um, so we'll stay tuned and see what the boys have up their sleeve next. And, we'll, we'll talk uh, Poundcast maybe next time. And uh, yeah, gotta catch up on some Poundcasts, obviously with the nine-hour app and and everything. Uh, and Doug did make his flight with no problem he posted on instagram and uh he uh you know if you're following him on instagram you saw that he made his flight and uh, that was all good so um yeah we'll hit up some poundcast um in the next time we get a chance and uh but it was nice to see the poundcast kind of crossover we've been asking for it and we kind of got it so uh so we got a little Brent and Doug love there but good job by everybody great job with the nine hour show and great job with the thanksgiving surprise and we'll see you again soon have a great week yeah goodbye hesitating goodbyes